Welcome to Was It Good, the podcast that reviews movies and TV shows. Today, we are talking the very first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I'm Ravi, as always, joined by my two brothers. The birthday boy, Arjuna. And? And Krishna. It's also my birthday. You're a liar. I'm also surprised. Um, this is actually super embarrassing. Uh, I forgot that it was Arjuna's birthday. Wow. I'm very surprised. <laughs> You didn't even get me anything? It's not because this is in the past and not the present. What? Anywho's. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Time We're is big time now. Time is a moving circle. <laughs> Wait, what is It's um Matthew McConaughey, right? In the uh, time is a flat circle? Flat circle. And then he's got that booger in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm always, talking about, right? Sometimes you got to go around. forwards before yeah, yeah, you yeah. can go backwards. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, I've never seen that show. You've never seen True Detective? No, I've told you. I told that's you both as, this. That's as bad as Ravi not seeing Mad Max. But mine's. I don't have a disdain for it. I've just never had the time to to watch it because I don't. So wait, much wait, wait. Back up. Stop. 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 Do not put words in my mouth. I've never said <laughs> I have a disdain for Mad Max. It's more I'm of sorry. a. You have a disdain for Aaron Harris. <laughs> Jesus, you can't. You can't say that. <laughs> no, I'm yes, just kidding. You can. But Aaron, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. people like Aaron and some of your other friends really hyped up the movie, and you just had no interest in seeing it with that much hype. Correct. Yeah. When something is overly hyped, I tend to kind of step back and kind of lose lose interest. Um, and right. to tie it back into our main subject here, you know, Marvel in its infinite wisdom has dropped another Disney Plus original show. Obviously, She Hulk. What? I know. Big surprise surprised nobody was surprised uh before we actually get into like the meats of this first episode and the premiere and everything um did you say the meats the meats the meats how do you guys feel about the general hype marketing behind this first episode uh do you feel like it was too much too little did it ruin it for you you know you know what's interesting about this is that even if there was marketing hype i i think there is so much polarizing opinions on like social media around this show that it almost you almost needed that marketing hype because there's a lot of like negativity toward it at the same time, right? Uh, so to me, I've just kind of tried to avoid all of it because at this point, right now, Disney is like very polarizing. It's very it divides a lot of people uh, with its content. Um, so the marketing, I think, was also drowned out by a wave of negativity at the same time. I think we're also. Yeah, I think we're also on a different landscape, right? Last year, when these Marvel shows were coming out, we were in the height of the pandemic. There was a a lack of content almost uh, on digital streaming. So a lot of these shows were kind of the shows that were coming out versus now, you know, we're, we're days away from House of the Dragon. We have other shows with it on Disney Plus coming out, you know, Andor comes out in a month. Cobra Kai is coming out in a couple of weeks on Netflix. So the block is, uh, it's not empty. It's pretty full and there's a lot of competition. So I think part of, you know, part of what you saw even with like Miss Marvel, you know, there was obviously a lot of the, the racists out there who were like, oh, this is a show about, uh, you know, ethnic people don't watch it uh and because it was a it was a female superhero too right so then you have the sexists as well there's probably a little bit of that with this show um but because there's the increased competition obi-wan was going during the first half of miss marvel a, a marvel movie also came out so there's that internal competition plus external things like the boys um even the bear was a show that kind of premiered on hulu other other things are out there um so i think that way you know maybe some of the marketing has been muted because there is so much out uh but i will say uh driving in los angeles um there was actually some really smart marketing that i really i really enjoyed so for those that live in los angeles you see a lot of those lawyer billboards that are out there that are just like you know 1-800 call this guy to help you with this and i saw one of those billboards for she hulk and i thought it was real for like a solid 30 seconds and like oh no this is an ad for for She-Hulk, so smart. There's an actual number one eight hundred She-Hulk. And I think it's one eight seven seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, one eight seven seven. Yeah. And you need still call the number. There's also another marketing um, play that came out recent, or you know, a couple of days before the actual drop of the show, um, and that is uh, the marketing team for the show have made a fake Tinder profile. Uh, so especially if you're in Los Angeles, because you know She-Hulk from 
the character is a lawyer who works out of Los Angeles. Um, so they made a, a dating profile on Tinder for her, uh, which hmm. is interesting. Uh, a lot of people are a lot of people are matching, and it's an auto-generated bot essentially that says something like, you know, be sure to check out the you know the premiere and everything. And I guess that's that's cool. It's just kind of weird that Disney would team up with Tinder. So. Uh, I believe especially because the target been, audience of Tinder, yeah. like Tinder's a hookup app, right? Right. So I don't know if necessarily the general audience of Tinder would translate or want or care. You know, I don't know. I thought that was just weird. I I, I don't think they're the first um, no show not. or no. movie to do that. I think there's a few other like dating movies and and what is this the first Disney like the first time Disney but has done that on Tinder? Potentially, yeah. We should uh, find out and ask somebody that we know. Uh, I'll look into that and get. Do back we know to someone that, that works at Disney? Uh, maybe. <laughs> who someone knows? who is very close by. <laughs> almost hello. Almost within <laughs> earshot of, uh, of 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 this. Almost like they control our fate right now. <laughs> oh my! All of a sudden, it's like five minutes of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> We're. <laughs> So that's cool, and you know, marketing is a, is always a fun thing. But in terms of the, the actual episode and what we got um, within the first two minutes, the fourth wall quote is broken. Um, we see our main character in a, a law office practicing some kind of closing, cl- practicing a closing statement, and then suddenly she turns to the camera and says, roughly, "Hey, you don't give a fuck about this." You want to know how the hell I became the Hulk or She-Hulk? And then it immediately cuts to her with her cousin Bruce, who, by the way, let's um, let's try, let's let's play the the fun Marvel game of let's figure out the timeline. <laughs> so we see Bruce and her in a car. Bruce has said that he has some kind of um, what was it called a uh, inhibitor, a, inhibitor or something chip, that, chip or whatever that has, puts him back into Bruce Banner form. And his arm is being healed. This is his, what, right arm? The one that he used to initially snap uh, everybody back. Right. And it's being healed. And then all of a sudden a ship appears. Now that alien ship that appears, um, I don't know if it's been confirmed or or we know exactly where the ship's from. Um, But to me, anyway, it looks like it's the ship from Thor Ragnarok, the... Uh, Jeff Goldblum party ship. So the, the Grandmasters, the Grandmasters, you know, party ship. That's what it looks like. Hmm. Um, but again, just because it's the similar design, and everything doesn't mean it's necessarily that ship. Because remember, they make lots of ships in universe. But so there is knows? a logical connection there, right? With yeah. uh, Bruce and Thor Ragnarok. So that's kind of interesting. But there anyway, be- because Bruce has this inhibitor, they get in a car accident. Uh, both of them get cuts. Bruce's blood connects with um what's her actual Jennifer Jen, Walters. Jen, Jen Walters uh blood and then obviously she becomes She-Hulk and that's how that's her origin story and, and you know going back to like the negativity a lot of people seem to be upset by this reworking of her powers I mean it seemed pretty straightforward and kind of dry to me but Hmm. Well, I guess in the original com- or in one version of the comics, the way she gets her powers is it's like a bl- uh, she needs blood mm-hmm. for something, and basically it's a blood transfusion, and she takes her cousin's blood, and that's how it do- you know it's done. So different way of getting the blood, but the blood it's is blood. the is the key. Yes, with some genetic uh, help. Some it genetic like. shenanigans. Yeah, some uh, yeah. Some some banner <laughs> banner genetics. Did you guys pick up on so obviously after that they're now in sunny, beautiful Mexico. Very beautiful, somewhat unrealistic. Anywho, the area there they're in they're in the secret lab that Tony built. And Tony. Sorry? Oh Tony. Tony. Um and one of the things that Bruce says to Jen is that our blood is different. And I thought he was gonna say mutated, but we never got to that term or whatever. Um, I wonder if that was a rewrite or something. Or because Bruce is never a mutant, right? Like he's never classified as a mutant. It's just gamma radiation or whatever. So right. that would have made sense. Um, yeah. So obviously, the f- go ahead. 
I was going to say, the fe- so some people have a fear right now that they're going to use the blanket mutant term as anyone with powers has like a mutic, muta- uh, mutant ge- like genetic change versus, uh, as you guys are probably familiar with within the X-Men comic and within the comics in general, the X-Men specifically have the X gene, which is like what makes you a specific like mutant um within the marvel more marvel continuity but i think there is a fear right now that it's like oh anyone with powers mutants <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up so before multiverse of madness came out i decided to start reading the uh comic book arc house of m so yep. that's where have you guys read that no, I'm familiar yeah. with it though. It's it's a, a lot of um, it's a lot of Wanda's kind of uh, right, so story her, her, that's within yeah, so, Wandavision and Doctor Strange. Yeah, the big thing is um, in the comics, Wanda's father is Magneto. Magneto basically has Wanda use her reality bending powers to recreate the world where he's kind of the supreme leader. You know, people with powers are at the top. It's interesting that you say that. You know, there's a fear that the term mutant will be kind of a blanket thing because in the House of M world, it's everybody that has powers is considered a mutant. And it comes out that Peter Parker, in his particular storyline, his truth comes out that he was bitten by a radioactive spider and got his power that way. And then suddenly his fame and his everything is in question. And they're basically saying, you're not a real mutant, you're not a real whatever, <laughs> because, you know, you got the power after the fact as opposed to being born with it. Um, so it could have very well be that we will see the mutant term thrown around everywhere, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be a, a bad thing. I think it's more going to be the world, the MCU world is going to, it is going to end up being, you know, regular humans versus people with powers and the blanket term, just like in the real world will be, you have powers, you're, you're a mutant, you're a freak, you're a whatever. So I don't know if it would be uh, bad, but it'll be interesting. I mean, Marvel can also figure this out as they go. They have this yeah. thing called Secret Wars coming. Uh, so <laughs> even if they like decide on something now in 2022 or 2023, uh, they have a, a very easy reset button that can change the rules up <laughs> if they if they so desire. So um, it's probably going to be a lot of trial and error. I'm sure there's going to be some things that they try and you're like, nope, that doesn't make sense. And then they're like, all right, we'll change it. Speaking of that, like you, in, you like fr- in humans. Yeah, exactly. Like in humans. Speaking of that, did you all hear the the insane theory? I know we're off topic here, but the insane theory that the entire MCU will end after Phase Six, and it's going to end with Galactus eating the universe and then creating a new Big Bang. Anybody? I mean, that'd, anybody that'd hear cool. this? I mean, it sounds that that sounds like a Reddit theory, right? But that's not based on anything. Well, so be- well, no. So if you go back and you start looking at, I went down this really insane rabbit hole recently of like marvel gods and timelines and big bang theories and everything and there is a written history where the universe does end via galactus because he has that ability because some god or some bigger force or whatever gave him that ability and he because he destroys the universe it creates a big bang which then creates another universe so hmm interesting that would be um it seems like a very anti-disney way to end something but that would be interesting. I'd, I'd love to see it. I feel like Galactus, though, is like the perfect... Because you know, like, the joke is always Disney loves broken families. Yeah, Like, yes. with their movies and their stories. Galactus is kind of the perfect broken family story. Oh, I actually don't know too much about Galactus. Like, he loses his family, he loses his people, and all this other stuff. Like, Thanos is another good example of, like, Thanos is a great villain because his family's broken. Oh, my God. His family is dead. <laughs> all your friends oh different a- thing anyway let's get back into she-hulk because it's a much more better contained world and it's not a broken family yet uh arjuna created a dvd chapter listing because he gets bored like that why someone would need a dvd chapter listing for a 30 minute show beyond me anyway you have to navigate i guess <laughs> i mean once we get through this i do want to bring up my only issue with the show you know in this episode which is the pacing um but before we get there, Christian's going to read this DVD chapter listing, and Christian's going to do it like uh, the Hulk, full rage Hulk. So enjoy that, Christian. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, God. A Junior's DVD chapter listing for episode one of She-Hulk. Lowering! Space crashes! 
I am Hulk. Let's see, it works. Training time. Tony's bar. <laughs> Back to LA. She Hulk, attorney at law. Steve, is it a virgin? Arjun, no. real quick, that was your favorite part of the whole episode, wasn't it? The what, after, the after credits scene? The after credits scene. I was great. Look, Marvel should, you know, always have after credit scenes. It's kind of like their calling card at this point. And it was like a fun Easter egg. It wasn't anything that was super important. But it is, uh, this this show seems to have a lot of meta commentary of like what yes. is the conversation around social, uh, around Marvel properties. And uh, I thought they, I thought they, uh captured that nicely with the whole is steve a virgin is he not a virgin uh, i liked i liked basically that they created this weird friendship triangle in this episode between bruce uh steve rogers and tony stark you know like wasn't there like a little carving in the table at one point of like tony stark and bruce banner or something Mm -hmm. and yeah and then there's a comment early like uh tony would just mostly complain about steve you know i like that uh that like joke almost of uh, that friendship triangle and and uh, who's on the in and who's on the out, you know, type of thing. Well, I mean, if you think of the original Avengers, right? Only Bruce and Hawkeye are around on Earth, right? Thor is kind of running around doing his own his own thing and figuring himself out, you know. And and then yeah. and then Clint is kind of retired, so Hulk is alone. Uh, and they kind of play that off as a joke, but I think there's also, you know, I think Mark Ruffalo plays it well enough where it's like a joke within Jennifer Walters world, but there's some sadness uh, and loneliness there of like, this is kind of where he's at. And um, I think it puts the character in a really interesting spot. You know, Um, in one of our previous episodes recently, we talked about day shift and world building and uh, she Hulk feels like the first Marvel property in a while that does like some actually really good world building uh, within Marvel. I feel like we've been lacking in the world building department recently, and, and it puts our characters uh, and our universe in some interesting places. It's interesting you bring up, like, Bruce and Hawkeye being the only ones, like, left on Earth. And, and we saw, obviously, Bruce kind of bringing up to Jen, like, you have to stay and become a superhero because the Earth needs defenders. Like, that's his whole thing. Um, and you kind of felt really bad for him, too, where it's like, she was she was brutally honest with him and very mean. Like, hey, you spent like ten what ten years running away from your family, and then another five years in isolation to try and figure out your problems of yourself and the other yeah. guy. Um, it's interesting too that you know in the comics and what I've seen with like the animated shows and movies when it comes to, like She Hulk, yeah, she's never really had like the other person the way that the Hulk has another person. Like, there's you know two people or two identities within the Hulk and then with Bruce with her, it doesn't seem like there is necessarily another person, um, which I wonder, I'm wondering if they're going to change that or if that's, you know, they're going to keep it. Well, true to I the think, comics. I think Arjuna has an interesting theory on that. Yeah. I, I think the like quote unquote other personality is the fourth wall breaking. Right. Um, we have no evidence that she like used to talk to the fourth wall pre, pre she hulk uh abilities um so i wonder if like her way like her split in personality is kind of this this talk to the talk to the audience type of thing and maybe that'll be explored further as the show goes on um but it is interesting because like obviously this show comes pretty close to um the release of of moon knight which was a show that dealt with multiple personalities so i do also wonder um because like you said ravi traditionally she hulk doesn't necessarily have like a second personality at least like not in a lot of the comics and the shows that and animated shows that i've consumed so i do wonder if it was intentional they knew obviously the release dates would be kind of close that it might be kind of duplicitous to do personalities again so soon just a few months after you basically had a show all about that Hmm. i like the idea though that the fourth wall is you know the other person or the other personality yeah. created because of the gamma radiation and the green goo, if you will. Uh, because Deadpool, right, is another famous comic book character. Fourth wall breaker. Fourth wall breaks all the freaking yeah. time. So, you know, there's there's nothing to say that you can't have multiple characters doing so, that, but... So does Moon Knight um, at some point. In some points in the comics, well. yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if everybody... Like, I know Spider-Man... Has done it as well, um, 
In fact, there's one of the better Spider-Man animated shows that came out like in the 2010s. Uh, he actually does that as well, where he stops and talks to you, the audience, in the actual animated show as well. So, oh, um, real quick for fun. Speaking of Spider-Man, fun fact: the head writer of She-Hulk came out and said that they had originally had a lot of Spider-Man ideas that were all kind of they were told no, they can't include Spider-Man uh, in any way, shape, or form into the of show. Sony. Uh, I don't know if it was because of Sony or because of the current Marvel Sony, you know. The Marvel plans, you know, they always have characters that they're like, we can't, they're not going to appear in this because they have to be doing this, this, and this. Um, I mean, I doubt they would have been able to get Tom Holland for any significant amount of time, but kind of stinks. I mean, it's no, it's no secret. There, the was it the trailer they dropped at Comic Con shows Daredevil showing up right. at some point. Um, you know, we watched the first episode. I looked around. I did not see a Daredevil in the first episode, <laughs> so I would assume it's coming. Where um, is he? But you could. I wonder if you could say like because Daredevil has, or Matt Murdock, I guess, has shown up in Spider-Man: No Way Home. There is kind of a Spider-Man connect, so maybe that is a lie, and we will uh, see. I'm pretty Spider-Man sure that's stuff. Because, that's because Charlie Cox was given a lifetime Marvel contract and uh, scheduled to appear in everything forever. What do you think? Nice. What do you think if Marvel um, was decided random? They're like, you know what, Daredevil, new face of the MCU. Charlie Cox had a really nice meeting with Kevin Feige, and he's like, "That's a nice young man. Let's <laughs> sign him to a lifetime deal." Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't Kevin Feige younger than Charlie Cox? I don't. No, that's. Wait, no. I have I have a lot of questions if that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige is not. Young. Well, how old is Kevin Feige? Isn't he like in his thirty forties now? No, I mean Kevin Feige's probably in his fifties. I mean he because he's been producing. Think about it. Like his first job was a producer and uh, in, in production on like the original Spider-Man movies, which came out twenty years ago. So like at worst he's, he's forty nine years at old. At best he's yeah in his his forties. So Charlie Charlie Cox is not gotta be. Krishna, do you wanna do you wanna feel terrible? I'm gonna make Christian feel terrible. He's thirty four. When 35. when Char- when Kevin was roughly your age currently, he was kicking off the idea of the MCU. Krishna, Good now that him. you're roughly that age, what are you doing to make society a worse place? Well, I am not going to reveal those plans on this podcast. Christian, I heard the DCEU is looking for its own version of Kevin Feige. Yeah, DC is falling flat hard on its face. Uh, they need to scrap Flash. <laughs> That's the first thing they need to do. I mean, they have r- the rumor is right now they are going to possibly yeah. scrap it finally. they they yeah. need to they need they need a whole image makeover it's they're crumbling that, that's why they right need now. you you're the same age as kevin feige yeah okay Ooh. uh you know what i'll do it i'll do it hi i'm krishna um, i you have producing experience so i do I from the rush see... to the dce <laughs> you know that's a very that's the glow up story of the freaking century right there so <laughs> I, i'm all for I it i do have a question for you guys um so i'm not familiar uh, as as with most things Marvel, to be honest, I'm not familiar with She-Hulk's comic book uh, story um, or if there are any cartoons or anything like that. So does she – is she kind of just like Hulk 2.0? Does she fight crime or is it a different kind of story? Like what do you so guys it depends, know? Yeah, it depends on, on where you look at her because she's been around for a while, I think, was introduced in the 80s. Don't quote me on that. Um, mm. But she's been around a while. More recently, I think her more interesting arc has been around uh, the idea of defending superheroes in a legal sense. And, like, they've oh. really done that in the comics. There's a couple of arcs where she's actually, like, they've made it kind of fun where she's gone to, like, other planets. She's defended, like, you know, criminals in, like, the Mirrorverse. Um, like, or the, or yeah, like, other realities and stuff. Like, so she's done, like, a lot of legal things as She-Hulk. Um, I think... So it's sh- like Marvel's Law and Order? Kind of. But, like, there's also... Like, you already saw this in the first episode, too, where she's also having to figure out the balance. Like, she yeah. understands that she has powers, but at the same time, she went to law school, racked up, you know, six figures in student loan debt um, because the education system is amazing. And, you know, that's what she's passionate about, right? But she yeah. also is a Hulk now and has to kind of figure out where is the balance between the two uh, in terms of like, you know, trying to do both essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I ask is because it seems like at least this first episode, right? It's set up 
to go in either in, in two different ways. Like you, I, I feel like it could go the legal way, but it could also go the traditional Marvel beat up the bad guy way, right? So I'm curious to see, and it seems like it seems like they set up this character where both are going to be important. So I'm curious to see what the balance is in the show, content wise. Like how much lawyer stuff are we going to get, and then how much superhero uh, stuff are we going to get? You so know? And just just Cap- to see. So Miss Marvel, you know, one of I think the criticisms of Miss Marvel, the the series, was it was kind of hard to identify a single bad guy. And, you know, week to week, you had like a general idea of what the bad thing is or what she was fighting. I, I'm, I mean, comic books, movies and things have always been, you know, good guy versus bad thing or good person versus bad or whatever. And it's never, you know, this idea of like a series and then like an overarching thing. I'm wondering, I'm thinking that this may follow what we saw with Miss Marvel, where you won't necessarily have like a single bad in the traditional sense. It's going to be more of a figuring out and understanding this character. And it's more of that thing I don't like called character development. I think that's what this series is. Because we see that a lot, right, with new characters in these MCU Disney Plus shows. When it's a brand new character, we usually have you know, a, a familiar, if you will, character like with Bruce Banner and then the Hulk helping us, I guess, you know, introduce this new character and then understand that character as opposed to like a Loki where, you know, the big bad is this other Loki or whatever. So, I mean, look, you just need to look at the like the landscape of streaming and television right now, right? Everything is serialized, which means it's one story throughout. There's kind of one overarching theme. Um, and you kind of go from there. What is lacking right now within television and like a series is like the week to week, um, the week to week kind of formula where it's a uh, kind of like a individual episode every single week. And I wonder if that's what She Hulk might end up doing, where there is like an overarching theme and there is some carryover between episodes, but it's almost like each episode is self contained, especially because it is, it's not a full streaming dump, right? It is week to week. And so when you have that and when you used that formula, the reason it used, they used to do on television so long is because it's a quicker production. You go week to week. You don't want to just guarantee that everyone's watching and closely paying attention each and every single week. And I wonder if they mimic that a little bit. with the. With the I, and yeah, I mean, I said jokingly earlier, law and order, but, you know, she's kind of both, right? She's got the law and the order in one character. She can do both. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, actually, if that's legal. Can you can you fight crime if you're a lawyer? <laughs> I guess no, because we'll that's out. being a vigilante, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, well, I mean, that whole thing's still a little bit... Because well, it goes in back, Marvel... Yeah, it goes back to the... Um, to Kobe, of course. But let's be honest, though. They're not, they're not, like, rounding up superheroes at this point. Correct. So it's like they're, let, they're letting them fight crime because that is helpful. But, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I think there's some there, there's a, a very interesting path forward with this show, and I'm curious. Well, speaking of that, like, so one of the other things that were flying around before the drop of this was that we would finally get uh, a better sense of the Sokovia Accords uh, in terms oh. of you know what happened to them <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> it was basically civil war and then the world ended, world came back. We've had a bunch of shows. We've had a giant ice thing sticking out of the earth. Um, that didn't happen. I mean, again, did it happen? Because nothing beyond Eternals have, have mentioned it. Um, I mean, would anyone be shocked if the Eternals goes the way of Inhumans and it's just kind of like no. swept under the rug and people were like, it never really happened? No. I wouldn't would surprise me. I think I think you may get like, well, actually, you know what? That's not true because they did put... I think the Eternal still has life only because Harry Styles showed up yeah. in that end credit scene. And Harry Styles has such a weird following that I do not understand. Um, it's not my kind of music. And uh, <laughs> I think he's got cool tattoos. Like He cool. is the Justin Timberlake of our generation. No, What a take. That's what the, a take. That's the weekend. No, the weekends are Michael Jackson. Yeah, you can't you can't compare those two. Jesus. Wait, who would uh, be the Justin Timberlake of our generation? You could say Harry Styles because uh, he came uh, from Harry a popular a boy band. band 
and yeah. he spun off into more successful than the band itself. And, which and is they both Justin acted. Timberlake. And they're both acting. Wait, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, Justin Timberlake has acted, hasn't he? He's been in a few uh, things. The yeah. social network? I never saw that. I uh that was another one that got too much hype and I lost interest. The I would say the best part of that movie is Andrew Garfield. Yeah. He was he was really great in that movie. Spider Man? Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, he played Spider Man. So obviously this is the first episode. You can't judge everything that you're going to get based on the first episode <laughs> unless you are the spinoff to Game of Thrones, in which case you need to be insanely harsh, uh, almost blindingly harsh on, on, on that show, House of Dragons. Did you say you're blinded by the light? I am blinded by my, <laughs> my hatred for, for everything that is nice. that, that world. Um, nice. But what qualifiers would you guys wh- – what would make this a good show for you? What do, what do you need the show to do to, to be like, yes, this is good? Or, you know, if they do this one thing, you're like, I'm done. Goodbye. Christian, I, I would – go ahead. <laughs> but I, 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 I love, it, I love it when that happens. We, there's an awkward pause when we both speak at the same time. Um, I think for me, uh, the – uh, Jenny Wal- Waters, Wal- Walters, Walter. Waters? Jennifer Walters. Thank Attorney you. Attorney at law. Jennifer Walters. Uh, if she, she's been presented as like really kind of like, she's dealing with problems that we're all facing. I feel, which is like um, identity. She's trying to balance work, and then you know now she's got like these other responsibilities coming in, and but she's like really quirky. She breaks the fourth wall. She's funny, and I think as long as those characteristics stick around. I think it's going to be a really good show, like really funny, engaging. Like it's it's like it's like a character study, right? Like like you said, it's like going to be a lot of character development. So as long as they keep that and she's the focus and she gets to like showcase that quirkiness, I think it's going to be pretty good. That's the feeling I'm getting. It was a very well thought out answer. Thank you. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. It was a good, it was a good answer. Uh, good seven, answer, Steve. Seven, uh, six point uh, five three out of ten. Here come the decimals. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't Jesus. give. I didn't give one for this DVD chapter listing. I failed. My bad. You didn't. It's, it's a ten point zero now. Nope. Yeah. It has been. It's decided. a nine point one two three to the fifth power. Oh my. Which would make well, it more than ten. So that's not possible. That's true. Uh, anyway, June, do you have something that would make uh, mine it good was or bad? similar to Krishna's? So you know, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to need a minute to now think of my backup. Uh, I've got one. <laughs> so, um, the, in order for this show to kind of maintain its course and be good in my book of nonsense, it needs to have. It needs to continue the world building. It does not... I'm tired of seeing shows very kind of isolated to this is what's happening in the five-block radius and it doesn't affect or touch any other part of this massive universe that we spent 10-plus years learning about. So that can come in a variety of different ways. It could be a very simple thing of like the TV in the background... Construction crews are still working to remove the giant ice head out of the earth. <laughs> um, or it could be something like, you know, we know for a fact that, you know, we've already seen uh, in the promos that we're getting a bunch of, like, cameos, it looks like, to the point where there was marketing material where there was a joke that She-Hulk is actually the secondary character and the cameos is, like, the main thing. Um, and I think that's fine. I think it's okay. Like, we are seeing, we will see the cameos through the eyes of She-Hulk, but at the same time, we're still getting the cool benefit of understanding what else is happening in the world of Marvel as opposed to, hey, here's a town and a person's gone crazy and locked everybody up and then the government will come. They're the bad guys and the person that did it's really not that bad and it's okay. And then there are no consequences and then she does something worse, you know. Damn, being generic, obviously, with that statement. Yeah, very. That's very true. I don't know what you're, you know, super generic. specific there. Nothing specific. I'm just stalling because I, I don't know if Arjuna is ready to give his qualifier. Yeah, or oh, he's am I? From, he's are you, are you reading? Are you writing it? Or are you? Googling no, I was it? just, I was just checking something. Uh, you guys both had very serious and uh, interesting points, so I'm going to go a little <laughs> more fun here. Uh, so the show takes place in Los Angeles. Um, this is a a West Coast 
L.A. based show. Uh, I was checking the production. It looks like it was filmed in Georgia, so it wasn't even filmed here. <laughs> uh, so my qualifier might not work, but uh, I specifically want a uh, a scene or something at a local L.A. place that I'm familiar with. Not like, you know, the observatory or like, you know, Hollywood Boulevard or something like touristy, but just something like really specific, like a restaurant your, I've been to or like a block that three? I from. What would be my top three? Yeah, please. Uh, Wait, 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 real quick. What was the restaurant near you guys in Hollywood that we used to go to all the time? Astro Burger. Astro Burger. No, no, there's that. There's the other one. Is it the Oinkster? But that closed. No, that's I know. Now that's, oh, yeah. that, that's, place. that's why, like, that should be one of them because it's probably impossible. <laughs> yeah, no, Oinkster's gone. R.I.P. Yeah, great place. Oh, man, I don't Astro have, Burger. I, I want Astro Burger now. I don't have a top three. I don't have a top three. It just has to be Damn. really niche and specific. And like, <laughs> oh, that's like somewhere I to know. You? It's like, yeah, it, to me specifically. <laughs> what if our, like, what if Arjuna? What would you do? Like, on? there's like a shot. Like they're walking. I don't know down um like a uh, vine uh, or something Vine Street, and some. For, I don't know how this is possible if they shot it in Georgia, but you're in the background. <laughs> Being Amazing. incredible. Amazing. I would say freak, uh, you would be freaked out. I'd I freak out. I'd be like, how is this possible? I'll, I would clip that, and I would send it to all my friends, all three of them. Wow. You have three friends? Is that mom, dad, and Sahara? <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just no. outed your three friends. Damn it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think a cool, like, L.A.-specific I, – I, I, again, I don't think it's going to happen if the show's filmed in Georgia. <laughs> What I might be tough. Probably, be tough. yeah, pro- probably not. It's also hilarious that, I mean, they probably did all their their second camera work and everything. They probably did do the pickup shots here in L.A., but it yeah. is pretty funny that, you know, we're going to shoot it in Georgia. Clearly because, you know, the tax breaks, it's cheaper the, to shoot the ta- I mean, that's where the studio space is. Yeah. They can just build, like, probably her apartment and, you know, uh, Bruce's um, lair and all that type of stuff were were built there wait they didn't go to mexico to shoot that <gasps> no no that's not real no. wait but bruce's uh, real quick um bruce's bar how long till we see that at avengers campus i, I would hope that's pretty soon right like that would be that'd be nice yeah that'd be pretty cool and um, it's gonna be overpriced watered down drinks i can't wait Actually, yeah, they're gonna want you to feel like the Hulk when you're drinking, so they'll everything will be just watered down so that you can drink twenty of them and not be drunk. It'll actually, be, you know it'll be twenty dollar water. Actually, you know what? Um, so I have a plot of dirt in the front of my house. I don't know what to do with. Guys, let's build Bruce's bar. Bruce's bar, and the pours drink. will be heavy, and it's all free. Um, I will tweet out the address. Never yeah. because uh, you're gonna go. Out of business quick. very quickly. Well, no, the, uh, <laughs> the alcohol is uh, donated, so circle so, of life. Oh. So, so real, I have a real quick uh, tangent here because um, I just saw an interview recently about Andor, and we we're talking about production. So a lot of Marvel productions are in Georgia, right? For the tax breaks, there's a lot of their studio space there. Uh, Star Wars does a lot of stuff here in LA at the um, like in Playa Vista at the those the I forget what it's the called volume the stages name. the volume stages right. right. And or specifically, <laughs> the creators kind of like dissed those and were like, we used real sets and went out in the field and shot real shit. And I was they like, went to Tatooine? Cool. Yeah, it's a real place yeah. in our hearts. <laughs> That's hilarious coming from like a sci-fi. Like, uh, great. Amazing. Well done. But they're like, we went outside. Like, we didn't stay outside. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know, yeah, we went outside. Well, you know what's funny, though, is like a lot of people <laughs> gave George Lucas shit for using uh, digital effects and non-practical effects, you know, for the prequel trilogies. And he had the best line, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, where it's like, you know the puppets weren't fucking real, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. That was real. Like, okay, yeah, that, that, that's true. They weren't real, so yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. Well, I, a part of George Lucas's like innovation too was he always had the foresight in production to see like it's not going to be practical to just go everywhere and shoot stuff like in person and do this and this and you're moving to this more digital age where like as the ideas expand you want to do more but it's just not physically possible. So like as much as people kind of rag on him and, and shit on him like big reason the movie industry is where it is is because of George Lucas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, like, George Lucas and uh, Christian's new 
uh, cinematic universe he's creating. The Krishnaverse. The, I need I need, I need 15 years to finish it. <laughs> That's fine. You have now until you're 49. Good luck. Oh, okay. And I if it's do, not a multi-billion do a, do a, dollar world success, you failed at life. Fair, fair. All right. All right. You know what? 15 years is a good is a good head start. So you 10 know? years from now, I should probably start this thing soon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> 10 years old, I better get cracking. <laughs> so obviously, you know, this series is going to be nine episodes? Nine. Nine episodes. New release schedule dropping yeah. on Thursdays as opposed to uh, a Wednesday. They really want to compete with Thursday Night Football. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the 18 episode thing? I, I thought that's Daredevil. Reason, that's supposed to be the new Daredevil, Daredevil show. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I thought this was 18 episodes. So no, this is unfortunately bad. nine episodes, roughly, pro- you know, approximately 30 minutes average runtime. Um, let's hear some bold predictions. Like, where do we think this show's going? Ooh, um, tough. When is this show going? Oh, actually, when? yeah. Before we do that, where, when do we think this show takes place? I mean, well, so it's, clearly it's after, be after Shang-Chi, right? Does it? It has to be after Shang-Chi because of the after credit scene where Bruce is in a sling. Right. Like, he's human. So we know so we know that Shang-Chi must take place relatively close before, sometime before this show. Because right. Bruce is human and has the sling. So this explains, so the, this first episode explains why Bruce is the way he is in Shang-Chi at the end. Um, so we know that at least that helps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Christian's (laughs) absolutely right. Because that, that is the, that is the best explanation of the the whole sling thing. And then when we saw the first trailers, it's like, he's smart Hulk again. How is that possible? And uh, there's a throwaway line when he, and when Jen wakes up that he's like, I used your blood to like accelerate my healing and I'm back to being and then Jen, <laughs> And then Jen even says, so like, I'm, I'm better than you, which I think yeah. is hilarious because there was, there's been argument of who's stronger, she Hulk or Hulk. And it's very clear that she Hulk is the better version of Hulk. She right. appears to be stronger and she appears to have better blood. So, but also going back to the world building, it's interesting what they've done with Bruce because now he's back into play as the hulk right yeah you know the russo brothers were very adamant that with the snap and with his arm and everything that his arm was kaput it wasn't coming back and he was kind of be he like even though he lived he was essentially retired so potentially at some point the plan here for bruce has changed where they're like oh we're not going to retire him and like oh just kidding actually we're not now do you think the russo brothers were like in their office and they get the phone call from like kevin and then they have like a temper tantrum (laughs) Uh, to be honest, I don't think Kevin discusses this stuff with every director. I get the impression that the directors say what they think, right? And maybe there's a loose plan at that time. But I think Kevin is a law unto himself. He, I doubt he calls them up and is like, the, Bru- the plan with, Bru- with Bruce Banner has changed. I don't think he gives them a heads up at all. I think he's just like, this is the plan. And the new director, the directors that are coming in, will pick up the slack or pick up the threads. That's um, that's the impression I'm getting. Because Kevin doesn't have time to call up every director and be like, hey, sorry, what you said four years ago is wrong. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. He has that kind of power now where it's just like, no, I do what I want. I mean, I think he works closely with all these filmmakers, though. Maybe a little less so in phase four than he did in phase one as there's more movies. But I still think there's a lot of here are the big picture notes essentially of like you got to hit so you, x y and z b i mean look at doctor strange right like i don't think any writer would have come in and been like you know what illuminati <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean sam raimi did say right that the illuminati was kind of forced on him i mean, I he mean that's why forced, scott Der- that's why scott derrickson left the movie because yeah, like yep. you could you can see in that movie it just doesn't really fit where the rest of it's going uh, and that was like uh that was the the, the top level Marvel thing of like this is this is what's gonna be in this movie. Exactly. That's Kevin telling the directors this is how it's gonna be. He's not or apologizing else. to them. <laughs> Let's get into uh the bold predictions though. Um I'm actually gonna kick it off because mine's a goofy one. Um my bold prediction is that I will throw a temper tantrum because the CGI is just gonna get worse. <laughs> Oh wow, the uh, She Hulk like when she turns into the She Hulk Jen, 
it just does not look good. It is it looks very very bad. A lot of the stuff in in Mexico in the secret, you know, in the Tony built facility or whatever, whatever was also very kind of video game looking and shiny. Um, their fight sequence between the Hulk and She-Hulk was interesting, but again, goofy looking CGI. It it's some of the worst that I've seen. I got, I, but I, I, I'm gonna push back a little here. It's like we've had like many of these shows now. Yeah, of and course. Yeah, none of them look particularly good. So Loki I guess for me, good. it's like the expectation is kind of fallen at this point. Of like, well, this is what we're getting with Disney Plus. It's not necessarily going to improve. Blow your mind. And like we've all, we've also had the like. The CGI, every all the CGI stuff is like falling behind because Marvel is a terrible client uh, stuff that's come out in the last two months. So like I, I hear the I hear the criticism, but like this point, it's just like it is what it like. I, I wouldn't like. Were you expecting groundbreaking <laughs> CGI at this point with everything like, I was expecting that you've seen in the last two years? Little, yeah, something a little bit better than what we got. Like, like it's Blade but, ha- but how? Right? Like li- literally, the CGI artists have come out and said like we don't have time to make any of this stuff look good. And, like, this is what's happening. So, like, would anything have really changed in a month knowing, like, how long good CG takes? Like, No, definitely no? not. But, again, like, I made this point the other other day when we were talking about uh, Day Shift and the idea of the trope of an action movie. It's what we're to expect. Okay, I get that. And I get the CGI is whatever. But at the same time, still going to make the point that it is still bad in the hopes that maybe one day somebody says, okay, we know that the timelines are shit. Maybe we put makeup on or something or do practical effects with She-Hulk or there's a variety of other ways to like go about it. It's not that you were kind of locked in to one way of doing something. They've locked themselves into that and that's fine. But at the same time, still going to criticize it. No, that's fine. But uh, it's just a really weak, bold prediction. In fact, it's not bold at all. It's to be expected. I said I said (laughs) mine was goofy. It's not weak. It's just weak. It's a cold prediction. Well, let's hear yeah, your, let's hear your bold prediction. Uh, that's, this that's your bold prediction. I can I can go if you need time. Uh, no, I know I I'm gonna go. I'll go because mine's can't happen. Yeah, I'm known for giving the bold predictions. That Christian, can't I swear to God, if you say Miles Morales shows up in animated <laughs> form, I'm going to leave. No, no, mine won't happen. But it's, that's why it's bold. Um, that bar is the same bar as the bar from Venom. And there is a symbiote hiding in the bar. And it's going to take over Bruce. Bar? Bruce's bar. In Mexico. Wait. Oh, uh, you're saying that bar. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a symbiote hiding. And it's going to take over Bruce. So I think <laughs> that they've brought Bruce, Bruce back and made him the Hulk again to make him a Hulk symbiote and be a bad guy going forward. I mean, that is pretty bold. What the fuck? <laughs> the end. I, I know it can't happen because Sony and Marvel. Have you are like have you ever Googled siblings? Have you ever Googled Hulk Venom? It's actually quite horrifying. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't, and now I will. Uh, also, real quick, I just I I want to shout out the show. I've never. I don't think we see sibling relationships uh, in shows all the time. I I don't think I've seen a cousin relationships and cousin to me is interesting because it's like sibling adjacent it's like the sibling you choose because cousins there's no real at least for most families there's no real uh impetus to stay close right right the fact that you choose to stay close means it's like the sibling that you choose right um so and i i think they've done a really good job i like the bruce jen dynamic uh i hope we get to see more of it uh it's like sibling adjacent it's playful they're friends, but kind of siblings at the same time. So you're um, forgetting about the greatest cousin relationship in media history uh, from a video game, actually. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, <laughs> Nico Bellic and Roman Bellic. Cousin. No, you're right. You're right. That is the best. That, that is, is the bar. That is the that's top the bar. shelf of yeah, cousins. That is the best. You're right. Cousins. So if you want to be close, so basically what Arjuna is saying, if you want to be close to your cousin, <laughs> text them randomly and say, or call them and say, hey, let's go we bowling. Have to go do crimes. No, go bowling. Nico, let's go bowling. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Archie, your bold prediction uh okay my bold prediction is going to be that we will finally in the mcu get an eternals reference within she-hulk 
That's too bold. I put that up there with Arjun, uh, with Krishna's bold prediction. It just, it, it can't happen. It's too out there. I, I just wow. think the, 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 the DNA of this show just seems to be very self-referential. And Ravi is not the first, like, a lot of people have complained about the lack of Eternals connecting to anything in the MCU so far. I think those are all Ravi Burner accounts. Uh, <laughs> he's the only be. one. But he's made enough of a he's made enough of a splash where I think it's gonna <laughs> pop onto the radar of the She Hulk team. They're gonna finally be like, let's reference it. Again, or, as long oh, as I know long how. I know as, like how. it was my qualifier. Like I said, like you could even do something as simple as construction crews are working around the clock. Or like she's a lawyer. Maybe there's an accident or something and that's a law like a lawsuit that's happening because they have to remove this fucking giant ice thing sticking out of the earth. It I really, think the way- it, sorry, go ahead, Christian. I was gonna say the way the way to real quick to introduce the Eternals or make it a thing is that a climate change group are going after the Eternals for causing environmental damage. Uh, with these, you know, big heads. What is <laughs> that? Like, so I, you have to defend them. And and I'm going to preface this: none of us have any education degree or real knowledge in terms of climate change. So take this as with a grain of salt. But wouldn't having a giant ice head eventually help with the Earth? Or am I completely insane? Uh, I thought we were cause, drying. It would cause up. flooding. It would cause flooding. Right, Which, but eventually, no, no, no. wouldn't it like settle and like help? No, no, because the climate is the climate is. The earth is getting hotter, so the ice caps are melting, which is making the ocean floor rise, which is bad. The right, but levels. then if you have all this ice there, well, it would also melt place. and continue to add to that. Yeah, causing also, more. Also, is, is that is that water like extra, like out from outer space? Because if it is, or was it made on Earth? Well, no, she, that, that burn, celestial she was on Earth it. the whole yeah, time. She, oh, it was on Earth. Okay, yeah, it was inside so the core, good. and then because if it was from out. If it was from outside of Earth, that'd be really bad because then you're just adding water. But it's that's fine. It's not, so it's fine. You know what, guys? I, I can actually help here. There's a game called Universe Sandbox Two. I can probably run the simulation. This. I'll run the simulation. Run get it. back to you. I I will say this: there there is one other thing with Eternals that we haven't brought up because we we t- talked about the timeline. Eternals could be like a like so far like not so far but like in the future of when a lot of these mcu movies and tv shows are taking place which is why it hasn't been referenced i believe there was someone someone said it takes place at a particular time like but it, nothing but there's nothing concrete in the movie where or like enough sure. that that puts you in there where they couldn't change it you know what i'm saying there's not there's not like a, it's not like spider-man uh homecoming where it's like four years after the avengers which is or like eight years after the avengers which is wrong right that would be kind of cool if eternals like we find out eternals is like 20 years in the future i don't like, think it'd be 20? like a pretty cool i don't think revelation, it's like, right i don't think it's like 20 but it might be like yeah. a two ten. you know or a year 10 make it 10 because look the hawkeye reference like the hawkeye show stuff hasn't been referenced in the shows either maybe that's also like a little further in the future well then but no there's um the reasoning behind the time place of of Hawkeye's because it's the holidays, right? And yeah, the holidays Which basically. Holiday? Well, it's the holiday of following the snap or whatever, something like that. Is it? That's what I. Again, I. There are tons of things out there, article wise, that explain it better than I could off the off the top of my head. But yeah, 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 yeah. We know we know Hawkeye definitively takes place around No Way Home because of the Captain America statue thing being referenced. It being Christmas time. Yeah. The last shot of uh, No Way Home being him around um, that square in New York that I forget the name of. Just a random square. No, nope, just a random square. <laughs> just a little, a little square, square on the sidewalk with, with the, the Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. The Christmas tree. Yeah. Anywho. Dead yeah. air again. There we yeah. go. I get the sense that everyone's tired. I'm not tired. I'm awake. Now he's eight of these. Up. Anyway, Arjuna, we're going to ask that question, and we're going to change it up a bit. Krishna, you go yes. first. Oh, wow. Uh, Ravi. Oh, me. Was, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Was episode one of She-Hulk, a.k.a. Training Day, good? It was good. I enjoyed the show. Wow. My only concern is that I have to wait a week to see what happens next. <laughs> oh, here's always, the second question. That always bothers me. Here's the second question. Because we had talked about, you know, we had, we 
you know, off air in our, our pre-production meetings, we're like, there's a lot of shows coming up. We don't, we shouldn't do all these shows weekly on the podcast. It's just gonna be too much content. And I think we talked about like, let's do the uh, first episodes for a lot of these shows. Um, but we should ask the question, like, are you going to watch this show week to week? Did the the first episode hook you enough to be like, I'm in a, a weekly cadence now? Or are you still on like a week to week probation basis? Or are you like, nah, I'm just going to wa- wait and binge it? I think the first episode, I, I didn't actually talk about this, but I the other thing I issue I had with the show, besides the pacing was the, or the CJ was the pacing of the episode. It ran through very, very fast. And while that's because, you know, there's a lot of information to kind of get you from here to here, and they need to do that because they've got a limited amount of time, uh, it felt kind of jarring at times where it's like, we're here, we're here, we're here, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's done. And even after, even though the episode was fun, there were cool references, and, you know, you could go back and watch it again, you know, it, it ended, and then I was sitting there going, cool, now I have to wait a week to figure out what happens next. And if they're going to be running that fast, and, it, you know, in 30 minutes you're all done, it's kind of... Not annoying, but I don't feel like I can stay connected to the world if I have to wait week to week. I think for this one, especially how this episode ran um, and some other factors, I think I'm, I'm going to wait till it's all done and then just watch it all at once. Like I'll mm. probably batch it and watch everything up until the penultimate, so the eighth episode. So I'm caught up with everybody else and then watch the ninth episode when it comes out live. I think that's how I'll probably do this one. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, there is something. There's definitely something to that because I've been watching Westworld, and Westworld is just, just such a better show when you can watch it all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Because then you don't forget key information. Yeah. <laughs> week to week. So. But again, yeah. and again, like I like I know, you know, it would be nice to have a Marvel show where yeah, it could be a true standalone, and it's enough to kind of like hold you over for the next one, but. Based on what I saw with this, I don't know. I don't think that this show is going to be able to do that. The only modern day show that I've found that could do that was Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Don't know why, but like each week, like it was a good, solid hour of good content that was interesting, that made you think and didn't make you feel like, oh, I need more immediately. Like you could go wait, go on about your life or whatever. Because every episode yeah. was self-contained. For the most know? part. There was overarching things, but for the most part, it was a very good self-contained episode. Right. Um, Doctor Who used to do that back in the day. Doctor that Who, was- Stargate, SG-1. Yep, the greatest sci-fi that never was. <laughs> what happened to SG-69? Arjuna, was <laughs> She-Hulk attorney <laughs> at law? Good. I'm just yeah, it was. that. <laughs> It, yes, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed it greatly. Um, due to other circumstances, I will be watching this show weekly. Uh, and uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I am concerned because it is they are like tight 30 minute episodes seemingly um, that it, it's going to it's going to feel like a long slog kind of waiting for it. Um, but, you know, we we will move and go and hopefully it will be it will be fun and enjoyable. Maybe it will have some of that week, you know, weekly self-contained energy hopefully that doesn't make it like i gotta wait a whole week and it's like no i got like a complete story and and this is fine so we'll see uh krishna was she hulk attorney at law episode one good yeah it was good it was fun it was quirky it was great to see bruce banner uh back in the fold he's you know mark ruffalo does a great job um i think jen walters is a really funny engaging quirky character uh and the show is kind of shaping up to 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 be that uh and i will tune in i think next week and if that if that episode is good i will watch week to week uh wow so i'll definitely tune in one more time and then but and if it's good uh i'll keep going I'll, i'll i'll i'm in but if it's like you know if it you know how like you start off with a bang and then most shows tend to like fall off miss marvel yeah, uh, right, the uh, and then you're like, it's, it's, let me just wait until the end to binge it. Um, you know that th- that's fine. The second episode, I think, is when you get a true measure of a show. So, uh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, that surprises the hell out of me because of all three of us, I feel like beyond me, I feel like you have said you were marveled out, like it's just too much. So that yeah. surprises me that you are like, oh, I'm gonna actually give it the good old try. This is this this show. I get the feeling is going to be different enough from what we've seen recently 
where it might be worth that investment. But we'll see. It depends. Very cool. Cool. And with cool. that, that's going to do it for us here on Was It Good? As ours, thank you for tuning in. If you want to see the full video of this podcast and fun cutdowns, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash was it good. Follow us on Twitter at was it good. And check us out on TikTok and Instagram at was it good pod. That's everything I have to say. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>